0: Ed may have some special powers, but there's lots of folks out there in the world that are living their lives, and they're trapped in the same kind of trivia. That is, they're just moving through life from day to day to day to day. They're trapped in just the trivia of moving through life and just having the goal of simply getting through another day. Their whole goal is about just getting up in the morning and walking through another day, getting through it the best they can get through it, and they're just trapped in the trivial, trivial nature of that kind of life. Let me give you some insight. You ready? God didn't create you to live a trivial life. He, li- he created you to live a tremendous life. Did you get it? Now, that's not trivial, but it's truth. Let me take you into some Scripture and just give you some insight this morning to to show you that the way to have a tremendous life is to discover the kind of life that God wants you to live and not settle for just your own plans or settle for the trivial nature of just getting through one day to the next day. Proverbs 29 says this, Where there is no vision, the people are unrestrained, but happy is he who... Who keeps the law? Another way to to hear it and uh, maybe get it a little clearer is looking at what, the, the way the message uh, translated. translated It says this: If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what He reveals, they are most blessed. So when you can't see God's vision for your life, what do you spend your days doing? Stumbling. Stumbling all over yourself. But when you do see, when you discover the incredible vision that God has for your life, Proverbs would tell you, then you're going to be most blessed. Not just blessed, you're going to be most blessed. See, the way for us to move from just living a a trivial life, just a life that gets by, to a life that is tremendous is by discovering what it is God wants for our life. It's taking the time, whether we're graduating or whether we're moving to another point in our life with experiencing communion for the first time or, or whether we're just going to meet a new Monday, taking the time to discover what is it. What is it that God wants in our life? See, usually we approach it the wrong way. Usually we sit down and we ask the question, well, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? And we figure out what we want to do, and then we turn to God and say, now, God, this is what I want to do. Will you bless it? That's not living God's vision. Living God's vision is asking the question first and foremost, what is it that God wants me to do With my life. What tremendous thing does God want to elevate my life to so I can accomplish for Him? Because when it's God's vision, when it's what God wants in your life, He can't help but bless it. Over this time, over this graduating weekend, wherever you are in your life, I want to encourage you to take the time to ask that question. What is it? What is it that God wants you to? To be and live that is tremendous and according to His vision and not your own. Why is it so important? It's so important because when you're not following His vision, you're going to run into roadblocks in your life. If you're not following His vision, you're going to wander into the trivial. For instance, you'll wander into the trivial and you will experience frustration. Let me take you into a text and show you this is where the apostle paul and some of his companions when he was on one of his missionary journeys it's uh, act 16 it says as they were traveling from town to town they presented the simple guidelines the jerusalem apostles and leaders had come up with that turned out to be most helpful day after day the congregation became stronger in faith and larger in size are we good so far i mean so far he's looking good right So far, he is doing what God wants him to do. He's traveling with his companions. He's bringing the word from Jerusalem. And uh, things are good. People's faith is getting stronger. The churches are growing. Everything's going well. Now, notice what happens as we go further down. It says, they went to Phrygia and then on through the region of Galatia. Their plan, whose plan? Their plan. Their plan was to turn west into Asia province. But the Holy Spirit blocked that route. So they went to Mysia and tried to go north to Bithynia. But the Spirit of Jesus wouldn't let them go there either. What's going on? See, they started following their plan. And they started going this way and the Spirit said, no, that's not the way. They started to go that way and the Spirit said, no, that, that's not the way. Can you imagine how frustrating that is for them right now? They've tried two paths and all they're meeting is roadblocks and obstacles. That's because they're following whose plan? Their plan. You see, when you're not in sync with God's vision for your life, then you get stuck in the trivial and roadblocks start getting in your way. God starts putting roadblocks in your way because God wants you back on His plan. God wants Paul and his companions to be able to follow what he wants, not what they want. It takes discovering what God wants for you to move from being in that trivial. And that trivial is going to have frustration because you're going to meet roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. And it's not until you get in with God's plan. Second thing that happens is not only do you meet with roadblocks and frustration, but you begin to lose your motivation. Can you imagine these guys? They tried to go that way. They tried to go that way. They keep having challenges. God puts roadblocks in their way. It says in Acts 16.8, Proceeding on through Mysia, they went down to the seaport of Troas. And if you read further, it says they just hung out there for a while. They just went to Troas and they just, they just stayed there for a while. You see, if you're caught in the trivial, you're not only going to experience frustration, but you're going to lose your motivation for doing something tremendous for God. You experience that frustration, you experience the roadblocks, you get sitting for a while and you get further away from God wants you to from what God wants you to accomplish. When you're on track with God, when you're following God's vision for your life for the tremendous, then each day becomes an opportunity. Not something to dread, but something an opportunity to look for what God will do. And your motivation is renewed. Third thing, when you're following in your own path and not in God's path, not only the the lack of motivation and the frustration that comes in, but you just wander. You you lose your focus. And it takes God to get back into Paul's life and get him refocused on where he wants him to go before things start happening again for Paul. It happened like this. It says... That night, Paul had a dream. A Macedonian stood on the far shore and called across the sea, Come over to Macedonia and help us. The dream gave Paul his map. When we went to work at once, getting things ready to cross over to Macedonia, all the pieces had come together. We knew now for sure that God had called us to preach the good news to the Europeans. What happened in Paul's life? He was off track. He met frustrations. He lacked motivation. He was out of focus, didn't know which way to go. And it took God to intervene to get him back on the right track. God intervened. And when God intervened, then Paul could say, okay, now I got it. I know what God wants me to do in life. Did you sense the renewed excitement in the text? Boy, now we know. Now we're on track. Now we understand. Now we know the tremendous thing that God wants us to do with our lives you see you need to ask the question are you living a life that is stuck in the trivial or are you ready to move to the tremendous and to move to the tremendous you have to just stop and ask God what is it what is it that you want me to accomplish with my life okay we've got that far we're supposed to discover how it is we're supposed to live according to God's vision for our lives. So now you're going to sit there and say, okay, I got it. But Paul had a dream. Paul had a vision at night when he was sleeping. So how do I get that? How, how do I discover how it is that God wants me to live? Um, well, it starts here with Jeremiah 29. This is God's word on the subject. As soon as Babylon's 70 years are up and not a day before... I'll show up and take care of you as I promised and bring you back home. I know what I am doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not to abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. It starts with understanding that God has a plan for your life. That God has a plan and a dream and a vision for your life to not be trivial but to be tremendous. God would not go through the, uh, the uh, process of creative activity to bring you into this world only to leave you living a trivial life. When uh, Ed was there, he says, I don't know how I get this or why I have these powers. When you, when you get God's vision into your life, it's because you discover God's got something great for you to do. God's got something tremendous to for you to accomplish. How do you discover that? It starts with first just believing that you're here for more than just the trivial. Second, you have to turn to Christ. You have to turn to Christ. It starts with Christ. Look at Ephesians 2. God planned for us to do good things and to live as He has always wanted us to live. Does God have a plan? Mm Mm-hmm. That's why He sent Christ to make us what we are. Who makes us what we are? Christ does. You see that? You see, it starts with Christ. If you want to move your life out of the trivial stuff that can fill up your day and get to living on purpose and get to that tremendous plan and vision that God has for your life, then it starts with getting right with Jesus Christ. That you have to get your life with Christ. You have to be able to to let Christ Be the one that sets the direction. Let Christ be the one that sets the path. Let Christ be the one that sets out what you're supposed to accomplish. That it's not about what you want for your life, but it's all about what Christ wants for your life. John 10.10, Jesus said, A thief comes only to rob, kill, and destroy. I came so that everyone would have life and have it in its fullest. He just told you He wants you. Christ wants you to have a tremendous life. It starts with making sure you're walking with Christ. You can't move from the trivial to the tremendous until you're walking with Christ. You see, you need to look at your life. Oh, wait a minute. You need to look at your life and decide... Am I walking with Christ? Or am I settling for the trivial? Next step. If you're going to walk with Christ, it takes a willingness to be in submission. It takes a willingness to be in submission. Paul says in Romans 2, Dear friends, God is good. So I beg you to offer your bodies to Him as a living sacrifice, pure and pleasing. That's the most sensible way to serve God. Don't be like the people of this world, but let God change the way you think. Then you will know how to do everything that is good and pleasing to Him. Did you see what Paul advised you to do? Present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Does that sound like submission? To put your life into submission, into what Christ teaches. Notice he also said pure and pleasing. To put your life into submission with what God teaches. To bring your life so it's in the pattern of what Christ has to say about life, about how we're supposed to live. You see, you can't move from the trivial to the tremendous if you follow Christ in almost every place in your life, but you keep another place over here for yourself. No, it's offer your bodies as a living sacrifice to all of you. So you can't experience moving from trivial to tremendous if you leave your life inconsistent with Christ. You see, you have to get your life following in the footsteps of Jesus. And when you get in unison with following in the footsteps of Jesus, life moves to a different level. You can never live your life inconsistent with the teachings of Jesus and expect your life to be tremendous. It just can't happen. You have to look at your life and ask yourself today, what part of my life have I not surrendered? What part of my life am I holding away and unto myself? What part of my life am I not just willing to let go and let Christ have His way? When you discover that and you let it go, you can move out of trivial and you can discover they're tremendous. Look at your life and ask, is there anything I have yet to surrender to Christ? Now, when you begin to discern and try to discover what it is, you're following in Christ now. You, you put your life total in submission to Christ. Now you begin looking at your life and saying, okay, God, what is it that you want me to accomplish? You need to understand that whatever God's going to ask you to do is going to be consistent and grow out of your past. It's going to be consistent and grow out of your past. Let's look at Paul again. Paul was uh, speaking to the Philippians. He said, Others may brag about themselves, but I have more reason to brag than anyone else. I was circumcised when I was eight days old, and I'm from the nation of Israel and the tribe of Benjamin. I'm a true Hebrew. As a Pharisee, I strictly obeyed the law of Moses, and I was so eager that I even made trouble for the church. I did everything the law demands, in order to please God. So there's a piece of his past, right? There's his past. Now, watch what Paul how Paul begins to understand his past. He says, "But Christ has shown me that what I once thought was valuable is worthless. Nothing is as wonderful as knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. I've given up everything else and counted all as garbage. All I want is Christ and to know that I belong" To him, what Paul discovered, you need to be with Christ and you need to be in submission. And he looked at his past and said, none of that matters compared to knowing Christ. But what's interesting, what made Paul so great for Christ was his past. What made him so awesome for Christ was his past. See, he could become the most incredible defender of the faith when he went out on his missionary journeys because he was a great Pharisee. He knew the law inside and out. And when he went out and he met with Jews out in the Gentile world, he could tell them about Christ because his past equipped him for the future that God had in store for him. Did you see that? And he was a Roman citizen. He could go out into the Gentile world and do exactly what he did and have doors open up to him simply because he was a Roman citizen. He could even reach into the house of Caesar, Scripture says, and witness to people in Caesar's own family about Christ. How could he do that? Because of his past. Because he was a Roman citizen. You see, God is always working on you to prepare you for the tremendous opportunity that He has in store for you and dreams for you. You just may not see it right away. God can take whatever it is your past has been and use that past when you come into cooperation with Christ and submission to His teachings. God can take that past and begin to apply that to the new future that He has in store for you. Now do you suppose Paul in his past ever expected to do what he was going to what he ended up doing in Christ? Absolutely not. You see when you begin looking at your past, you begin you begin to see in your past what is it God's been preparing me for? And it may be something absolutely completely different than what you ever thought before. Than what you ever imagined before you got in unison with Christ and got into submission with Christ. It may be something completely different than you ever dreamed, but something Christ has prepared you for all along. He will never ask you to do something tremendous that's inconsistent with what He's prepared you for. He will always prepare you in your past for what He wants you to accomplish in your future. Look at your past and ask the question, What has God prepared me for? What dream? What vision? What is it that God wants you to do in my life that's in union with Christ, that's that's in submission to everything Jesus teaches and that God has already made me ready to accomplish? If you're still not sure about it, if you just can't figure it out yet, then the next step is to seek out some others because it can be seen by others what you can't see. It can be seen by others. Look at uh, Proverbs 11. It says, For lack of guidance a nation falls, but many advisors make victory sure. What makes victory sure? The voices of others in your life, right? But now they've got to be the right voices. you got to surround yourself with people who are strong in Christ, with people who you look at their life and you see they're in submission to, to Jesus' teachings, with people that you look at and say, man, they are tremendous. That's who you want to surround yourself with. Oh, here, here Pastor goes again. He's going to tell you one more time. Wait a minute. You need to be in a small group with tremendous Christians. Did you get it? You need to be in a small group with tremendous... Because that's where God can speak to you and reveal to you some incredible things about what He wants you to accomplish. Other people can see things. They can see things. They can look at our past. They can look at who we are. They experience us. And they can reflect to us. And they can show us what it is that God wants us to see. If you're trying to figure out what God wants you to do that's tremendous with your life, seek out some other Christians that are with Christ, and they got their life in submission. And you look at their life and say, wow, they're tremendous. They are tremendous people of faith. Seek them out. Surround yourself with those people and ask them to help you discern what it is God wants you to do with your life. As you do that, God will begin to open up to you some of that picture. He'll start giving you some of that vision. He's waited for that time when you do that. And when He begins opening it up, you need to be able to take that step of trust you just need to take that step of trust let me show you how it pans out in the scripture this is with uh, the apostle peter and what happens is peter has a vision okay god steps into his life and peter has this vision when the vision is over the text says while peter was wondering about the meaning of his vision what's peter trying to figure out yeah, what's this mean, right? What is God saying to me here? What does God want me to do here? Okay, he's living with Christ, he's in submission to Jesus. God's giving him a glimmer of a vision of what he wants, what he wants Peter to do with his life. Now he's stepping back. He's saying, "Okay, God, what is, what is it? I, I, I got to discern it." Now look what happens. If you go back further down in the text in Acts 10, it says, "The men sent by Cornelius found out where Simon's house was and stopped at the gate." Men sent by Cornelius. What's this all about? While Peter was having his vision, this guy named Cornelius in a total different place was having another vision. And God was telling him, look, send some guys and go get Peter. Isn't it incredible how God worked that out? So three guys show up and they begin to ask. They called out asking Simon Peter, who was known as Peter, was staying there. While Peter was still thinking about the vision, the Spirit said to him, Simon, three men are looking for you, so get up and go downstairs. Do not hesitate to go with them, for I have sent them. Isn't that awesome how God worked that out? Peter gets a vision. He's trying to discern the vision. At the same time, God has given a vision to Cornelius. Cornelius sends the three guys. The three guys walk up to Peter's house and they're calling out for Peter. And what's Peter have to do? Take the step in trust. Take the step in trust. Does he Peter understand completely what God wants him to accomplish? Absolutely not. But he's got a beginning. He's got a glimmer. He's got an understanding that God is doing something here. And he gets a confirmation when these three guys come into his life. And he just has to take that step of trust. Look at your life. Look at your life and ask the question, where do I need to move forward? Where do I need to move forward? Where is it that I've just been sitting here? where I know God's got something more. i, I get got a sense that, that God wants something more in my life. I, I get a sense of what that is, but I'm just sitting on it. Where is it that you need to stop just sitting on it and just move forward in trust and say, this is it? Peter gets up and goes with the men and continues his mission. You just need to move forward with trust. Proverbs 3 says it this way. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean lean not on what? Your own understanding. You see that? Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will make your paths straight. See, today God is looking for you to take that first step. To take that step that says, look, I'm going to live my life with Christ. And I'm going to put my whole life into submission to what He teaches. I'm going to put my whole life into unison with what Christ desires. And I'm going to start asking questions. God, where do you want my life to go? What tremendous thing do you want me to accomplish for you? Not what I want, but what you want. And I'm going to surround myself with other Christians who who are just tremendous people of faith who are in submission to Christ. And I'm going to talk to them. I'm going to say, what do you think God wants me to do? And when I get that glimmer, when I get that opening of what it is God wants me to do, I'm going to step forward in trust and faith. Listen. God wants you to live a tremendous, tremendous life. And a tremendous life only comes when you discover His vision, His purpose, His plan, and not your own. Let's pray. Father, we come today. We ask for Your blessing on what we're about today. We ask that You would just give us that wisdom, that understanding. Uh, We pray for everybody in the room, not just the graduates, but uh, for those moving forward at the table today and for everybody that You would just... Reveal to them uh, what you want them to see today, what it is that they need to just put into submission to you or or what it is that you want them to step forward in faith and trust. Just give them that vision, Lord, the vision that takes us from being just a, a people who live another day to a people who live tremendous lives for Christ. We ask it in His name. Amen.